What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Well, hey, guys, good to be back with you today. Andrew Cloud, Cloud, with you here on the New Vision Podcast. We are back in day 18 of First and Second Samuel of our podcast that's going along with our Unlikely Sermon series. So up at this point, if you're following along with us on Sundays, you've heard Saul's fall, the call of David. David's the new king. He's this unlikely choice, little shepherd boy. Who would have figured that he would be God's choice, a man after God's own heart, uh, to be the next king of Israel? And God's going to do something through the most unlikely of people. And so today, we're picking up in that backstory. You know, we're, we're talking more about David. And here is going to be 1 Samuel chapter 17. I'm reading the whole chapter. It's a lot. But you guys know this story because it's a story of David and Goliath. So today is mostly going to be, and I'm going to choose to read out of the ESV. It's a little more like clunky for these long stories, uh, but I love the ESV to study from. So I'm just going to try to read that more slowly. Y'all know the story. Let's just kind of focus. Hopefully the Holy Spirit will illuminate God's word for you as we read this slowly together. David and Goliath, and then I'm going to make one small point because you guys have probably heard this over and over again, and uh, you probably heard on Sunday we've gone through this sermon before anyways. And so anyways, we're going to we're gonna pick this up. 1 Samuel chapter 17, the whole chapter. Y'all ready? Let's go. Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle. And they were gathered at Sukkah, which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Sukkah and Azekah in Ephemdamim. Okay, pronunciation, whatever, it's fine. Verse 2. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered. So he's still king, he's still around. Saul and the men of Israel were gathered and encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in line of battle against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on the one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and a weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. Verse 6. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. And his shield-bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, quote, Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and you are not the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man so that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of an Ephrathite, of Bethlehem in Judah named Jesse, who had eight sons. In the days of Saul, the man was already old and advanced in years. 
the three oldest sons of Jesse had followed Saul into battle. And the names of his three sons who went into the battle were Eliab, the firstborn, and next to him was Abinadab, and the third, Shema. David was the youngest. The three eldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For 40 days, the Philistines came forward and took his stand, morning and evening. And Jesse said to David, his son, Take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain and these ten loaves and carry them quickly to the camp to your brothers. Also take these ten cheeses to the commander of their thousand. See if your brothers are well and bring some token from them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took the provisions and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the encampment as the host was going out to the battle line, shouting the war cry. And Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. And David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage and ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers. As he talked with them, behold, the champion of the Philistines of Gath, Goliath, by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before. And David heard them. All the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were much afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel, and the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches, and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David said to the men who stood by him, What shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in the same way, So shall it be done to the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men. And Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Man, why are you come down here? And with whom have you left with those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your presumption and the evil of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, What have I done now? Was it not but a word? And he turned away from him toward another and spoke in the same way. And the people answered him as before. When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You're not able to go up against this Philistine to fight with him, for you're but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him, and I struck him and delivered him out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a helmet of bronze on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. And David strapped his sword over his armor, and he tried in vain to go, for he had not tested them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I have not tested them. So David took them off. 
Verse 40, then he took his staff in his hand and he chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch. His sling was in his hand and he approached the Philistine. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come with me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with the sword and with spear and with javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly may know that the Lord saves, not with a sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in a bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine in his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face to the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and he took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah rose with a shout and pursued the Philistines as far as Gath to the gates of Ekron, so that the wounded Philistines fell on the way from Shariam as far as Gath and Ekron. And the people of Israel came back from chasing the Philistines, and they plundered their camp. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but his armor he put in his tent. As soon as Saul saw David go out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander of the Lord's army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I do not know. And the king said, Inquire whose son the boy is. And as soon as David returned from striking down the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I am the son of your servant, Jesse, the Bethlehemite. And that is the entire chapter. We did it. Uh, Y'all know the story probably back and forth. If you've been at church at any for any amount of time, you know the story of David versus Goliath. And even if you're not a Christian, even in the culture is familiar. Like, oh, that's you hear it in sports broadcasting. Like, oh, this is David meets Goliath. Like the little guy meets the big guy. You know this story. You've heard it. And so I don't really have a whole lot of points to you know talk about application. I wanted to talk about one thing. And this is not original to me. I actually heard this first from Matt Chandler. 
And so, you know, if you want to look that up, go for it. It's one of those famous sermons that he preached where he's kind of, he's kind of yelling at his congregation. But as far as application and, and kind of how we read this story, I think because we've heard it so many times, I think that's kind of one of the direction I wanted to go with. It's just a reminder of interpretation of Scripture itself, like methodology. Because when we read this familiar story, you know, a lot of times you've heard it talked and like, oh, this is David. You know, if you, you just had no faith, you could be like David versus Goliath. And what's the sin in your life? And, you know, you can defeat it. You're like David. Like, see yourself like him in this story and take heart. Rah, rah, you know, buck you up, bootstrap pulling. You're like David and you can be like David too. Well, that's not at all how we should read this story. Matt Chandler says this better than me, but, you know, he yells at this in this famous video and he's like, you're not David. You're not David. Like when we read scripture, we're so self-centered that we think we're the protagonist. We think we're like David. When in reality, if we were to like force ourselves into this text, which we shouldn't, but if we were, we would see that David is actually a picture of Jesus. He's the champion, right? The biggest problem is not like this physical champion of Goliath, this brute who's wearing bronze armor, who's going to kick our butt, right? Physically. Our biggest problem in life is sin, which is the, you know, the power and the penalty of sin is death. We ultimately have to cross that. Like what's going to happen on the other side of death? We sin and we die. How could we defeat that? There's no amount of bootstrap pulling and, oh, the, the, you need your sling and a couple rocks, and you know the, this rock stands for that, and this rock stands for that. That's not what the scripture is talking about. It may be helpful as like a, a motivational speech, but if you want to see this, what this is really pointing to is, if you're in this story, you're the scaredy cat little Israelites on the sideline who's sending a champion, this little kid who at face value looks like he doesn't have a chance at all to do the work for you. You're a scaredy cat. You're Saul. You're Israel. Like. I'm Saul. I'm Israel. I'm on the sidelines. I'm not David. Jesus is David. He's our champion that defeats sin and defeats death. When it looked like, wow, this is just a little carpenter from Bethlehem. Has anything good come from Bethlehem? Has anything good come from Nazareth? Well, come and see. And Jesus is going to be the one that defeats that. This is kind of, it's foreshadowing. It's it's picturing what's going to happen in the ultimate grand meta-narrative of Scripture. The scripture is about Jesus, not about you. And so when we read this story, as, as we've heard it so many times, we tend to think of ourselves in that way. I hope, just a reminder that, you know, David, it says it in the last verse, whose son are you? And David answered, I am the son of your servant, Jesse the Bethlehemite. In other words, I'm from Bethlehem. Y'all know that story. What's that pointing to? Jesus, the Christmas story from Bethlehem. This is ultimately pointing to Jesus as David himself is. The the line of David is through which Jesus will come. This story is not about you. It's about Jesus. Rejoice in that. And I hope that opens your eyes as you continue to read scripture for yourself. Y'all have a great day and we'll see you back the next episode of the New Vision Podcast. Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.